Hello and welcome to the 64th episode of The Sausage Factory, which is brought to you by Spong.com and hosted by me, Chris O'Regan. In this show, we interview video game developers and ask them how they made their start making games, what their influences are and who inspires them. Split into two halves, the show initially focuses on the developer themselves, and in the second half we discuss the game they're here to promote, which in this case is Football Team Coach by Kevin Toms. Kevin! Good evening, Chris. Who are you? What do you do? I am Kevin Toms, the guy who created the original Football Manager many, many years ago, back in the 80s, and was part of the early games industry. And, yeah. Uh, a guy who's still writing games now and has just done another one, football team coach. You have indeed. So I'm going to ask you, how did you make your start, really? Because I don't know that much. All I know from, you know, remember stumbling into Direct Smiths and seeing this picture of football manager on, amazingly, on a ZX81. And I'm like, oh, yeah. who's that? And there's a little chap on the bottom right-hand corner, complete with beard. And that was you. <laughs> uh, so I knew them you from then, but... Was, clearly you did things before that or maybe not I don't know yeah well it was really really early in the games industry but uh, games for me wasn't born with the computer games industry I was uh, always interested in games it seemed to be part of me when I was a kid mm-hmm. and I from about, about 10 years old I used to invent various games I tried to invent a board game Several board games I did invent. Uh, one, I say tried, was the football uh, game. And I used to invent games with footballs and tennis balls and, and things in the street. And me and my uh, friends would play them. So it some, seems to be something that, that, that I had within me. And uh, I used to find uh, uh, a uh, cornflakes box, something useful to cut up and make board games out of. And then uh, when I got older, I became a... Uh, professional computer programmer programming mainframe computers right and then the uh the micro computers as they were called came along and in fact the very first game i wrote on a computer device was written on a uh, programmable calculator where i wrote wrote a, a battleships type game wow was that a Commodore yeah. one? Or no, it was just uh, a programmable calculator. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I can't remember. Oh, the brand? I cannot remember. But it, was not a, it was not a computer. Could have been a Philip uh, Packard or something. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, could be. Yeah, it was probably was, not, actually. Yeah. It was before the ZX80 and, and things like that. I think, oh, it was, yeah. I think it was in the year that the ZX80 came out. And then I saw, <laughs> saw that. And, Did you uh, build one or you just saw it? Cause there was... No, I, I think I saw it at the time, but I got my hands on a TRS-80 clone. Oh. Uh, and that's, that's what I started working with. Uh, but I, I fairly early on thought this is a great way to, to, to get that uh, board game. I've always tried to make work on a, you know, tried to make work working properly because some right. of the problems involved with the board game, the football game that I wanted to create, the football management game was what I was trying to create. Um, things like handling the fixtures and the results in the league table. I had to do kind of artificial things on the board game, and then suddenly I could actually calculate them and do them automate properly. Automate it, yeah, just yeah. automate the whole system. Um, just as an aside, what do you make of the resurgence of board games now then? Uh, well, I think board games certainly have their place. I mean, in some ways you could say they're social, although computer games can be quite social as well. They are now, yeah. 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 yeah, but it's, 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 it's tangible. It may lie to also the way that people like uh, uh, like uh, LPs, play, you know, the, to be able yeah. to touch yeah. and, and have some tactile sense of I the music st- as well. I still have a turntable. 
It's a really, really, really good turntable. Yeah. Those do have one. It's a revolver turntable. Yeah, uh, yeah. And it's a really, really good one. But it's, yeah, it's just got that earthy sound to it. And yes, it's annoying that you have to get up and flip it over. But is it annoying? It's still got that tactile feel to it. Yeah, and I still like It's it. a different pace of it. And I think yeah. it's attractive to people. Yeah, it's yeah. a different way. But it's just a renaissance of board games that over the last 10, 10 years have been, it's been extraordinary. I'm not sure if you've encountered it or played any recently, but. Yeah, not so much on my travels. No. no. <laughs> anyway, so you, you you converted a board game into I have no idea this is the origins of it. But uh, but it was on the was it on the TRS eighty you first did it? TRS eighty and the ZX eighty one. I actually did them both together. Uh, right. Uh, the, well I did I think the TRS eighty clone first. Was it called a video genie actually? Right. Yeah. And um the that then the ZX eighty one. Uh, right. was where I also did it. And that was a really smart move. <laughs> because I vouch for that, sir. <laughs> I launched the game uh, in January 1982 with a quarter-page advert in computer and video games. And uh, in the first few months, I sold 300 games, of which 297 were ZX81. So wow. if I'd launched right. a game only on the TRS-80... Yeah. Um, I would have not made money back on a single advert. So uh, it would probably have killed off the idea, I, I suspect. Whereas the ZX81, because it was so many more sales, meant I had a, a start of a business. I think the the wonderful thing about the 81 version was the fact that, and we'll come, come back to this a little bit later on in the show, I suspect, mm-hmm. is that there was no graphics at all. Because you, no. you could do it on the 81. On reflection, you could have done, but you chose not to. Not that kind right. of graphics. No. no, not then. Not with this. The, the the you know the memory was pretty full. I mean, it was. Oh yeah, it was. It was uh, well, the strategy game takes up took up a lot, and so. Oh, yeah. all the number crunching, of course. How ignorant yeah. of me. Yeah, sorry, um, but um, I remember the screen when when you the screen would go black because you running you ran in fast mode to do the mm-hmm. number crunching, and it was just like me and my friends going. Um, I know we haven't scored. We scored. No, no, we haven't. No, and. Uh, it was just amazing when it did actually happen. You know, it was just, we somehow, through this very, you know, visually, um, you know, limited, basic, limited yeah. game, yeah. projected and saw way beyond it. And uh, yes. and I had a lot of that with 81 games. I, you know, the graphics were terrible, but you just saw beyond it and you let your imagination yeah. do your thing. And uh, I still remember sitting there going, why am I playing as Fulchester again? I mean, this is... Uh, but um, yeah, mash, you know, doing the transfers and measuring yeah. up, making sure the midfielder was strong. Then you know, because I felt a lot of the time midfield was made, made or break. You could have fantastic defence and attack, but nothing in the middle ain't nothing going to happen. Yeah. So yeah. I, I used to put a lot of strength in midfield. Maybe that was wrong. I don't know. <laughs> but um, yeah. so, but then you then converted it to all and everything. Did you do all of that yourself or was there others? By Not all of it, no. I had a couple of developers working for me later who helped with the conversions. Um, but uh, the Spectrum one, which was the the the, the driver for yeah. all the other conversions, um, that one I did myself. I, it was only me at that time still. Yeah. And uh, that uh, I That's spent... That's graphics, isn't it? That had the graphics, the, the yeah. famous 3D graphics. Yeah. 3D graphics. Um, looked, but, like know, the tele- looked like the Intellivision Soccer a little bit. But, yeah, yeah, people loved, loved them. I mean, yeah. they were built into the gameplay very effectively. And uh, uh, and there was an endless 
you know, it was an infinite number of variations. I had no, there was nothing pre-programmed that would happen. It would always work it out on the fly, which is deliberate because, you know, like for me, oh, that's yeah. that's games design. So, uh, but but it added something to the game, and I remember writing it, and I remember uh, uh, you know writing it on uh, the the dining room table, and uh, you know spending. I think it took me about six to eight weeks to add that to the the game that was on the ZX81 and add the uh, graphics in. But that was, you know, it transformed it in in some ways. As you said, the game worked without the graphics, so the graphics, but the graphics were woven in. Yeah, and it uh, was quite funny that people would point at the screen going, that's such and such. No, it wasn't. But (laughs) (laughs) it's rubbish. Look, it's rubbish. And he would would miss. Like, yeah, Yeah. see, look, he's rubbish. And uh, (laughs) just the way people would project these extraordinary things onto the image, like, but it was a 48k spectrum. It was a very exciting time when the spectrum arrived. I mean, did you get one quite early, or? Yes, I did. Yeah. Now you mention it, I think I can remember ordering it straight away, and uh, right. it arrived reasonably quickly. Um, yeah. So as soon wow. as I saw it, it because at that point, uh, you know, I was selling uh, games on the ZX81, yeah. and um, it was the next thing from Sinclair and a very clear evolution to to go on to that and it's, it's something that he made a i think made a big mistake in later with the ql terrible mistake yeah i think he made a lot of errors towards the latter i mean yeah. he'd reached a, a zenith there with the spectrum and he knows it yeah he admit it but he, i think he knows it and uh the products that he released subsequently uh were less than stellar uh, yeah, it was like a you know a great designer as he was um, shouldn't have been running the business at that point. Perhaps uh, you know there's many many ways it could have been put right. I guess. And uh, you know it's how things have gone. Fascinating, absolutely fascinating. That's a discussion for another time. Yeah. So you did other ports. How many ports did you do? May I ask? Of the, I think there was uh, once I counted at about fourteen different, thirteen or fourteen different formats, of which one never got out the door. Oh. Can you say which one? Or? Yeah, the Auric Atmos. The oh! Auric. Okay. The Auric 1 and Auric Atmos were two parallel machines, if I remember rightly. Uh, yeah. Time. And uh, although we were uh, just using the, you know, converting the code without the graphics, I think, on that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because some of, the, some of the, the, home, you know, the home computers that were out at that time, uh, they couldn't handle the graphics. There wasn't enough memory, so you yeah. could only do the the strategy, you know, the the text part of the game. Uh, that was one of those. But even with that, we couldn't get a reliable version because the very the variations in the manufacturing of the Oryx themselves they were they were not consistent. Christ. So I couldn't no get it to a point where I could say, "Yep, we can release this." We, can we release actually gave up. Got very oh, wow. gave up. So we got the uh, twenty out, but we didn't get the Oryx one. <laughs> Uh, yeah. no, there was one for Victor. only one that didn't make it. Yeah. So, which ones did you do apart from the Spectrum and the eighty-one? Uh, the, the I was in Amstrad and oh, of uh, all of yeah. the uh, obviously all the conversions later to Football Manager two and everything like that. Yeah. So, and then of course yeah, later on, in fact, what I did yeah. uh, because the conversions were such a pain because the, the formats there were so many formats. You can imagine for me as a as a designer to keep rewriting my own game many times over is uh, is not the best use. Of no, me, no, and uh, uh, you know, and I had a growing in... business as well. But what I yeah. did do later was when yeah. I did the Football Manager Two game. And in fact, before that, when I did Software Star President, actually was when I created it. I created a cross development system, so then my code was running on everything. So ah, that's so I, it's virtual machine basically. Hmm. Yeah. Almost like Unity is now, I guess. Yeah, 
Yeah, <laughs> an early version. Very good. Yeah, I did that. Uh, I think originally, what was the next one? It was Software Star was the next one I think I did. Right. And then uh, on that one, I, I created it, and then on President as well. Okay. And um, you wrote a lot of this in BASIC, didn't you? A lot of the, the engine was running. The original game was written in BASIC. The, yeah. uh, when I wrote the uh, Software Star President, that was in uh, fourth. Oh. Wow. A very unusual language, yeah. Yeah. It would cross-compile. Um, so you then moved on to 16-bit machines. It's quite a yep. leap. What? How did you, you know, encounter that? Was it the ST you first did it or ST? Yeah, yeah. 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 And I was just remember the Amstrad CPC was that was an 8-bit machine though, wasn't that it? Was an 8-bit it was one of the ones I did as well. It was yeah. a very yeah. Amstrad was a very very nice machine. I, yeah, I liked it. Uh, yeah. I actually defected it from the Spectrum to it. Mm, yeah, that was perhaps yeah the one that that, that Sinclair could have done. You know, yeah, it could have done say. it. Yeah, because it would have yeah. been an actual because the the graphics and the uh, yeah. the the color tones, the the amount of the palette you had, was yeah. astonishing. Yeah, it was um, it, well, it was good. Yeah. Um, the, but, uh, as you say, the, the, on the sixteen bit, yeah, it was ST. That was a primary development machine. Hang on, did I? I was using a PC as well, but no, it was the ST. Yeah, it was the ST. Yeah, and I was using the PC. Oh, as, yeah, because you had the. Early early PCs, um, two eight six yeah. maybe not two eight six. One two, yeah, well, yeah, it would would have been a two eight six PC based PC, and then the Amiga and the ST. So those that trio. I think I had a PC cross compiling. That was what I was doing, something like that. Yeah. So, so how, how did you deal with that? What did you think of when you approached that thought? Oh, I've got all this power now, or oh God, I've got all this power. Now. <laughs> no, I was always really thinking about uh, design. Actually, I'm always evolving the design, and uh, I still am. And, uh, you know, just taking it an, another level each time and just yeah. add something uh, different or taking it a different direction. In fact, one of the things I've never done, which people would well, – by questions they ask me, they seem to think I would do, is I've never reused any code from a previous version of a game. And I always write a complete new game every time. And, yeah. um, and, and very often a completely new design as well, even though yeah. I've done actually six football management games. Right. Yeah. So well, there's a lot, isn't it? Because you did the World Cup one, didn't you? Ninety. I did the World Cup World one, Cup? yeah. Yeah. And I did two web ones as well. Oh, yeah. right. So oh, because that, yeah, because the internet kicked in yeah. eventually. So that turned along, and then uh, what did you have? You been keep on going since then, or did you take a break? Or forgive me for asking. This. It's always been there in the background. Of course, I've done. You know, I've got a career in a different different world as well um the 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 business computing i've done a lot of stuff there um but uh yeah i've always kind of had it going there in the background and certainly for the last few years it's been taking a lot of my spare time uh, as i've really uh got focused on wanting to do something on mobile yeah what have you made of the broader scene as video games have evolved sorry sounds as it got to the, 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 the big AAA plus titles and huge studios, yeah. that was much less appealing for me. <laughs> right. Because, you, you know, I mean, because the way I started, really. Yeah, it's just and, like... Yeah. I mean, I've looked at it a number of times and, you know, gone through that loop a number of times, but never actually ended up doing that. Right. And, and what did you make of games like Championship Manager and, of course, now... Uh, turn into football manager that that kind of story yeah that's kind of strange yeah. but yeah the 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 um yeah no i mean they're, they're very good games the thing is i know people are going to make make uh, analogies or comparisons but they're actually very different yes. games the sort of thing i do and yes. the only similarity is possibly just the subject matter and yeah 
I, I, have to, I have to agree. So they have different target audiences, I would say. Mm. Yes. Different people want, would want to play them. Or, or, I mean, there's different as a motorbike and a car. I don't know, something like that. <laughs> um, I, I, the problem I have... Still I say, transport, you know? Yeah, still transport, but, you know, and they still have a sort of base around the base theme, but actually yeah. this is far more um, pure. Uh, where the problem with the other games is they have a lot... A lot of bells and whistles. Yeah. And they are ultimately underneath. You can see the spreadsheet actually working. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a problem which I have with them is that it's still ultimately a spreadsheet. Um, whereas your games aren't like that. There's something else going on. There's something else yes. other to them. Um, and But I just genuinely believe. Sorry? It's definitely different. Yeah. Yeah, it's different in a good way. Uh, yeah, they have their, They have their place and they have been doing it for decades now. Mm-hmm. And very yes. successfully, and yes. uh, but you know it's all sprang from various other games. I mean, you had you know Sensible World of Soccer also had a management section in it, and but that was like an extension of the main game, which is the point of the game, which is to play football. Mm. So yeah. it wasn't quite you know it's like trying to be all things to all people, like that never ends well. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Whereas the football manager game that's current, um, that's very good, uh, like I said, but it's. It's um, daunting, you know, mm-hmm. and I think, and it's also getting to such minutia to mm-hmm. the point where they have to update it every week for the, right. to maintain the rosters of the yeah. teams. To, it's like, uh, <laughs> it's just, but we'll talk about that later on the show because I want to ask you about that kind of thing for okay. football team coach as well. So yeah. that brings us up to date, I think, where you, right. where you started and where you are now, unless you want to embellish any more. We'll talk about no, no, it's been an interesting journey, that's all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, over these years, who, um, what has influenced you? I think you've answered this earlier, but what's the thing that you, you've, you find influences you the most when you're creating something, whatever, regardless of what game you're fiddling around with? What's the thing that you find yourself orbiting? Um. I think uh, I'm not quite sure what you mean there, but I know that um, my what, focus, as a creator, what inspires you? Basically, it's entertainment. It's being entertaining. It's being fun. Um, that's definitely the driver. So when I am creating, I'm picturing how people will enjoy it. I can see that, and uh, that that steers me through the process. I mean, uh, the process is very iterative as well. Yeah. Uh, when I when I write a game, which is you know it can. It's uh, hard to measure the amount of time because of that. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I think that's a great measure when you're, you're so engrossed in the game and you realise that, oh, God, it's, it's 4 a.m. <laughs> I should have yeah. stopped. And yeah. uh, Civilization does that to me. Yeah, I, I, oh, that's good. I love Civ. I love 4X games, period, but mm-hmm. especially Civ. And, uh, I've, I don't like to play it for that reason. <laughs> Well, that's an interesting thing. I mean, one of the things I, I, I've I've spoken to a few people uh, lately, and we talked talked about you know the 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 people who when they were younger who played you know the really big complex games. Yes. And one of the things they they say I've noticed is that they haven't got the time to play them. No. And it's just I guess when you're like a, you know a teenager and you're at home and you just you've got more free time and yeah. now they're adults. They're saying, I just can't do that, or it just consumes too much of my life if I yeah, do that. Yeah. And you just I can see that point. Yeah. You know? And uh, I think what you've made here fixes that, you know, because I can sit on the train for 20 minutes or 10 minutes, blasting yeah. my way up the league, or not, as the case may be. 
yeah, just pick it up again. And that, that yeah. is exactly what I had in mind, that it's yeah. very casual, but yeah. not casual in the um, – it's just you play it and it, it doesn't have any uh, longevity to it. There is something that you're building, yeah. but you can stop and start any time. You also need to know what you're doing. Sorry, that sounds a bit peculiar, but other <laughs> casual games in inverted commas don't really need you to know what you're doing. Just you're Basically, it's almost mind-numbing. Whereas yours and games like Threes – Sorry, mm-hmm. Threes is one of my favourite games on mobile. Right. Um, you need to know what you're doing. Yeah, uh, Threes is maths. It really is. It's maths. Like mm-hmm. Projecting what's going to happen. And it's similar with, with uh, Football Team Coach. There's a bit of... There's maths going on there. And I want to ask yeah. you about that maths later on. Yeah, there is. <laughs> uh, it's not bad, um, maths. It's good. But I just want to ask you how you managed to do that. So... Yeah. That's a good answer. It's a fantastic answer, and uh, I wish people, more people, would embrace that to entertain, for pity's sake. Mm. Yeah, it's the whole purpose. What developer do you most admire in the industry, and why? You don't annoy anyone. That's fine, but <laughs> to stay a company, and that's fine. I've had people uh, go, "Look, just Nintendo." Okay, fine, fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really. Uh, uh, well, actually, yeah, to be honest, uh, he teases me quite a lot. It's still uh, Jeff Minter from the old days. Oh, Jeff. Lovely he's maintained man. such a persona. Good on him. He is, yeah. And, uh, you know, the game he released on, on uh, Vita. It's terrible what Atari did or whatever, Infograms, or whatever to call them. Yeah. Taking it down like that. But I mean, he's a very talented and very funny man. Yeah. And, uh, very warm. And uh, he um, he doesn't suffer fools. Then again, most... Successful video game developers don't suffer fools because if they did, they would last in it. Um, but yeah. least of all him, he doesn't have truck with that, mm. and I, I admire him for that. But yeah, uh, it's just uh, being unique, you know. Yeah, and I, that's a good thing. Personally speaking, I was not a C sixty four owner as a kid. I knew I had friends who had them, and I would tease them about the fact it took forty minutes to load anything, but. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. But uh, when you played those Jeff Minter games on those machines, they were mind blowing. Yeah, just good playability. They were. Yeah. He really understood what it means to be make a fun, entertaining game. Yeah. So again, like minded individual there for mm. yourself in that way. Uh, yeah. And he's he's made some fantastic iOS games. He's pulled out of that now because he, he had a bit of struggle with it. But uh, all I've got all more. They're just so good. Mm-hmm. So good. So, my last question, really, uh, for this half, yeah, uh, and then we do substitutions and stuff, um, yep. is um, what are you playing right now? Well, I have absolutely no time to play anything <laughs> except practice uh, football team coach at the moment. I've got a, a number of projects on uh, at this moment. It's quite a busy time. So, uh, Is there anything yeah. that you've been playing? What's the last game you played recently, apart from... Oh, um, you remember anything that sort of, yeah. sort of you normally drawn to? I'm normally drawn, uh, normally drawn because it's just something that's just really easy to pick up. Uh, well, it's probably something on iOS, but I really can't think right now. <laughs> uh, just some simple game I've I've tried. Right. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. I mean, um, I've, I've had developers sit there talk about. Oh yeah, they've been they've been, they'll do like a really complex sort of deep level RPG, and they say, Oh yeah, we're playing FIFA. Yeah, you know, it's not expecting that at all. What? Yeah. Oh yeah. There's a certain relaxation when playing a game that's just uh, it's easy to get into as well. So yeah. Yeah, and that's, also it's always been something I liked. And also has absolutely nothing to do with their making. Yes, it's sort of like a, a change, isn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I, they're making this RPG. I don't want to play Budborn or something like that. I want to, but I really shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but there's a game that requires a lot of focus and attention. And uh, there are people, uh, older people actually, grabbing hold of that because it reminds them of their. They remember the, back in the old days when they made games, I'm sure you remember that they based them on coin ops. Mm, yes. Yeah. Yeah, kind of stupid because I'm not putting coins into this computer to play the game, and yet you still make it just as hard. And the what same design, yeah. To, yes. to, oh, you mean like yeah, to try and get you to put more coins in? Yeah, yeah. It's like, why are you doing that? Well, extra credits? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. it's just like you know, press credit to continue. Like what? You know, and now I mean, later on in the '90s during the PlayStation era, they did it as a as a point of irony. I think, I th- I think yeah, Capcom yeah. were doing it and. Uh, they're all doing it like Ridge Racer. Like, well, this is an arcade machine game, so let's just emulate it in the home, right? Yeah. <laughs> Man, did they do a good job. Right. So that's the first half over. Relax a bit. Here we now go on to the second half of the show where we talk about football team coaching. is football team coach football team coach is an easy to pick and play pick up and play football uh management game which you take over the coaching of a team and try and work them up the league and uh and in the cup competition so you've got to handle the the tactical side of football it's also a straightforward game that's really easy to learn but it has a lot of subtlety underneath yeah if you don't get that quickly you will do badly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've, I've noticed that because the, there is positioning. I mean, you can't yes. say I'd like four, part, four, yeah. two or I'd like – what happens is the, the opposing team, you have a little picture of the pitch and then you have your team laid out as it kind of, you know, suggests and then the other team's laid out and you go, do I really want it like that? And then you can actually move people all around, all over the place. You can put them in any position, I noticed. You can put an attacker in a defensive position. You can. Not but he won't game. play as well. He won't play very well there, out there, but uh, you can do that. Yeah. And uh, it's all done by touch control and stuff. It work, does it work on iPad? I haven't tried it on iPad. Yeah, it does, yeah. It does, yeah. yeah. I've only got my 5S, which is fine. Mm-hmm. I've upgraded that blasted thing because the screen is... I'm reflecting a little bit too small. Not for your game, but just generally. Um, so... That's and it's you. The, the game is played out when you hit go. You have you basically there's a series of highlights, isn't it? As the original game, yes, did. yeah, it has a strong. I should have said that actually. It has a deliberately strong retro feel. I think I said that on the opening page of the game, but it was deliberate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. which is leading me on to my first question. Yeah, it does have a very rudimentary interface. Mm-hmm. It admits that it is retro. Mm-hmm. Why? Why, why? why? Why did you do that? Why do they do that? Um, it's because um, 
I kind of wanted to. Um, certainly, a lot of people were asking me to uh, to um, do something like the original Football Manager, and I kind of I, I wanted to do that myself. I wanted to draw on that, but do something different. So very much, I wanted to say, okay, uh, that's what I did then. This is different, but has similar roots and will feel similar to you. Yeah, because it is just. Straight up. It, is, it even has the four divisions, doesn't it? Yeah, well, in fact, I went as far as including, yeah the, yeah, the same structure of 16 teams in a division, 15 matches in a season that yeah. I did on the original football manager. Yeah. As was. And the cup. Yeah, yeah and the FA Cup. It's, yes, exactly. It's, there. it's just like, when I picked it up, I thought, wait, wait, this does the championship league? No. <laughs> no. And yeah. I actually, first thing I did is, like, Fulchester United... <laughs> Yeah. Change my team team, team name. Customize it, yeah. I customized it and then went, okay, let's just and I just started and just regressed and it was lovely because it was like booking on an old glove you found at the bottom of a drawer going, Can I still wear that? And you put it on and it turns out you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first I lost my first two games because I was too well, shall we say, aggressive because you can actually change the um no, there's a slider, isn't there? Yeah, for attacking for a defensive player. Yeah. Attacking the defensive player, which is yeah. new to... Uh, not something I remember from the previous game, but... No. No, it's, it's, not, it's not a copy. It's an evolution and uh, yeah. putting it on mobile as well. Yes. Yeah. Just to be clear here, it's not you know the same 3D screen. No, it's not. It's, all, it's a plan view and you see yes. every, the whole pitch yeah. and you see them kicking the ball up and down the field. Mm-hmm. And you can actually sit there cheering your team on, or um, what I thought I found myself doing is because that slide is really cool because it's it's running while the highlights are on. Yes, and yeah. uh, I like to actually grab hold of it when we've scored two goals, maybe maybe one, depending on what side we're playing against, and then do the Arsenal <laughs> yeah. slide it down to the bottom defence and just sit and put ten men in the box. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, sometimes that works. Yeah, most it does of the time. help. Yeah, yep. sometimes it doesn't. So the next question is really about um, how you felt or how did you deal with developing uh, on the iOS compared to mm. uh, iOS operating system uh, versus the old 8-bit computers of, of 30 years ago. How did, how do you – can you compare the two? What was the feeling of the whole experience? How could you compare it? Much easier, much more straightforward, whatever. No, it wasn't easier. Um, it was different. Um, I w- had already done some development on it, but I learned a lot early on while I was writing the game. And so I had to learn iOS, and, and the difference is there's much more infrastructure. So the patterns of how it works in the architecture, you need to learn those and uh, learn how to, to work with them. And I'd never programmed an Objective-C before as well, so I had to learn that as well. Right. Just a new language. Yeah. Uh, yeah so, you know, I'm okay with it, but, uh, you know, at first it was so different. Um, yeah, you'd like... Syntax to- is ugly, to be honest. Uh, it's it's not a nice language to look at, but uh, but you get used to how it works and you get used to how the iOS system architecture works as well. Yeah. But I'd come from Windows and um, Linux development, so um, I had C-sharp, not done Apple before. Really- what, uh, Windows? Yeah. No, it was. Uh, I was using Visual C plus plus when I was doing. That. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so uh, the uh, the Apple system was all new to me. I'd not done Apple before, so right. 
yeah, so I had to learn quite a lot uh, at the beginning, and then uh, then having got familiar with it, started uh, building up the game um, to an so, original design, and then evolving it. But clearly, the interface—that's the biggest difference, isn't it, between the two? The yeah, you've got this touchscreen. I mean, I've always. I said yeah. this on the show before, so forgive regular listeners, but take your phone back 10 years and you'd be burnt as a witch. And it's true. Uh, it's an extraordinary device, but uh, yeah. having to understand that and best manage that is, must be yeah. quite a challenge. Yeah, and have you noticed something about it? Uh, there are no lists of players apart from in the transfer. True. Which is very unusual for a football management game. It is, it is. I've noticed yeah. that the, the, they are in there. Yeah, they are. They're just not shown as a list. They're just not shown as a list or anything. No. On screen. You, you no. only play it on screen. It's on, just, on the pitch. Yeah, and it's yeah. just um, letters and numbers. To yeah, oh yeah, and that, that was yeah. one of the things I, I wanted to do. I mean, uh, one thing I, I, I'm not keen on, I mean, if you go back to the original game football manager and even the one since, there weren't that many attributes on players. And no. uh, I don't really like dozens or, or just even... 10 attributes on a player um, to me it just is too much for the mind and uh, you know to try and evaluate one player with 10 attributes against another player with 10 attributes is, is mental gymnastics and I don't think we need it and it's not so, fun it's not so yeah so I, that's, that, that was a very deliberate um, design choice of mine to narrow the main attributes of the players that you see down to just um, the, the talent of the player yeah. and his position and whether, you know, how fit he is and, or whether he's got injuries. State of health. I, that's one of the things I learned from every football manager game is that look after your players. <laughs> you must. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's realistic. It goes back to the original football manager that yeah. I wrote. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's also true in, in real football, you know. Yeah. Um, footballers need to be fit and healthy, yeah. Fit and healthy. The last thing you want to do is put that the same player over it because he will croak and he just doesn't yeah. do it. You just have to take the risk. Yeah. You know, sometimes you're going to lose a match, but that's football. <laughs> yeah, and a football team coach has a direct effect on how they perform on the pitch. And, yeah. you know, you, you, you can think watching it oh they're not playing very well but not realise it's because you you actually got a bunch of semi-injured players on there it will affect them so what I do is I actually swap out the healthy ones for the unhealthy ones even yellows because they're different colours they've got yellow that's right um, yeah, the oranges you shouldn't be playing with players that are marked as orange because they've got a bad injury but yellow one mild injury you can play but yeah it's good to have your fit players on if you can but you're going to balance that of course against how good they are yeah, I did it the other day. Yeah, I swapped an eight and an attacker three um, with an attacker one because I had to. You know, it was yeah, just like yeah, exactly. Halfway, if we're halfway, we're two nil up. Halfway through the game, I'll just he's going to die otherwise. Yeah, yeah, and if you get them out as uh, substitutes, yeah, that will help them. Yeah, that's right. So and then I rested just like the real football, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I rested them for next game. So see, so I'm kind of leading into my uh, uh, penultimate question. Yeah. Uh, how complex is the analysis engine that's rumbling it's, underneath? It is actually pretty complex. One of the things, uh, it's a bit of an iceberg, actually, where you don't see a lot on the surface. I mean, I really um, worked hard to strip away complexity f- from what you see. And yes. in fact, I have, before it got to the point where I was letting other people play it, I have cut pieces out quite often um, so that it got simpler and simpler. Because the engine underneath has got so many algorithms working that I can, if I want to, um, add more to what 
to the you know, the game itself. But I, right. I wanted to make sure that um, it, in a kind of pure sense, was really, really playable uh, without lots of extra bits being added because I can always add them later. And one of the things that I'm keen on is the ability to update. Uh, you know, I think I said that before, and uh, which I didn't really have when I first wrote games. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's big. It's, it's, there's a lot of software underneath. There is a lot of software. It didn't take me several years to write without that being true. It's, it's quite extraordinary. I get this impression, this sense that something extraordinary is happening underneath my fingertips that I can't quite see. But mm-hmm. there's lots of interactions, lots of numbers, lots of if and or statements that are then piled on other statements, that are piled on other statements to to say, yes, they're going to score, or no, the goalie's going to save. Yeah, and each how... player's move is, is, is uh, an intelligent move. Everything yeah. they do. Yeah. And uh, you know, the, the positioning and when the highlights... and it all, it, You can only do so much to change that mm. as, a, as a manager. And it's kind of reflective of what, you know, because a manager can only do so much. Ultimately, it's 11 players on the field versus another 11 players, typically. Mm unless something horrid happened and uh, someone sent off or what have you. And uh, that's ultimately up to the players to get it done. Not Well, yeah. I mean, for me, uh, having created it, I mean, first thing, can I play it myself and enjoy it? That's one of my tests. Yes. Um, do I want to? And that, that once it reached that point, I thought, right, okay, now it's ready. Um, yeah. And then the, the second thing I like is to see things happening that are as a result of algorithms I've created but completely surprised me. I remember the other day, for example, my goalkeeper taking the ball and going up the wing and then passing it to, to one of the forwards. And he got almost the center line before he made <laughs> his pass. And I thought, Jesus, I didn't expect that to happen. And I thought, oh, yeah. you know, I mean, I kind of know the algorithms that could cause that, but I'd not seen it before. And, uh, you know, so... When you see in real football, when you see a, a goalie up on the other side because they've got to score a goal or something. Yeah. This has happened... And he just goes running up because I'm just no, I'm just going to do it, <laughs> and yeah. uh, it's quite funny when that happens. Mm. Um, but um, okay, I just wanted to get that teased out of you because I think you, you, yeah, it, it's it's evident that it's mm-hmm. there, and the more you play it, the more you realise how complex the engine is underneath. That you mm. have done a great job of concealing. Uh, yeah, it's not completely concealed, but that's the idea. <laughs> oh no, there are. It's not perfect. <laughs> uh, uh, you can see it like oh, what's occasionally that? fails. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, it's not to the point where oh, I can see the code because uh, no. that happened to me when I when I used to play World of Warcraft a lot. It got to the point where all I could see was the code, uh, yeah. and I could see that you know I yeah, it's just uh, can't do this anymore. Right, because you became predictable. Yeah, you mean yeah. Just knew what to do, and it became... yeah, that's the main thing to avoid, I think. Yeah, that and it's it's wow for pity's sake. The last question I have is really uh, related to a blog post you had on your mm-hmm. your lovely website. Um, it spoke about how digital distribution you feel it to be. I'm paraphrasing here. You may correct me. Almost liberating with yeah. respect to game development. Yeah. Uh, can you expand on this and with respect to football team coach? Yeah, yeah, it is liberating. Um, but in, in fact, I have to make an analogy back. When I first uh, developed the original uh, football manager and put it out there, um, it was uh, by mail order. And I was selling the product directly. 
right. to the customers and got direct feedback. And I used to use the comments they said in, in advertising, and they were real comments that they had said about the game. Um, but the, the, the reason I like it so much is because there's no barriers in the way. The, I mean, it has its problem uh, in that uh, you uh, get distribution, but you don't get awareness. You know, people aren't necessarily going to know that you've put this game up onto the, you know, onto the app store. Um, but you don't have anybody deciding whether or not they think that your game should be published. And yes. That's, that's pretty critical. Yeah. So it means you can concentrate on design and you haven't got to try and impress some jaded, uh, you know, person who works for a large company who's just wants you to do something like everybody has done before. I think it, it certainly liberated innovation back in, into games design. And there's a lot more of a variety of games now. I can certainly uh, vouch for But for people like myself, it takes me back to being able to distribute the game myself and focus on the, the, you know, making a good game and not have to worry about impressing certain people. Yeah. yeah. And also there's the fact that it's, it's alive. The code is still alive. It's not as if you push ah, it out there. Yeah, yeah, that's the other thing. I mean, that's yeah. the other thing. I, I, you're touching on that side, which is something I think is really valuable. Yeah. Instead of producing so many manufactured discs or whatever and then putting them out into retail outlets, and if I think I've got a great idea that would really improve the game two weeks later, yeah. um, I've got to think about all those retailers who've invested in stock, and it's not that easy, uh, and, you know, manufactured and everything. But... With this, and I'm already working on an update for Football Team Coach now, um, I can use my you know, good design and evolve the game and say, hey, yeah. I've got something new. And when I put it out for beta testing, I went through four uh, versions in beta, and it was a fourth one that, that reached the level I was aiming for. But each one was a, you know, a, a step improvement in the game, and that I expect to continue. Now it's, uh, it's available on the App yeah. Store. Yeah, and it, that is great because that means that my inventiveness as a games designer actually is a benefit, and yeah. I, I can use it. So, that, that's, so uh, that's so liberating for you, yes. based on what you when started out. The mere thought of you picking up the phone, and going, "I want to release a new version." What? Yeah, I'm just gonna. You can't do that. No, come on. Just gonna, I, I just want to yeah. patch it. You want to do what? Yeah, patch yeah. it. Yeah, it just. I, I'm not really like liking the algorithm. Hello? <laughs> yeah. Yes. It, it would be that. It would be like, yeah. it would have hung exactly. up on you. It would have been exactly. crazy. Uh, yeah. And the other so, thing is you're selling directly to people who are playing. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's great. It wouldn't work. But, yeah. uh, and whereas now, yeah, that's, that's what I wanted to get out of you because it's, uh, mm. I can give you a, a comparative uh, game called um, Cannibalt, mm-hmm. uh, which is the Infinite Runner game. Uh, that started out very, very basic flash game. And now, if you look at it, it he kept on iterating and iterating and, Long after his release, he kept on updating and updating it. It's now the core game is still the same, but he's just embellished it to the point where it's it's much more entertaining than it was. Yeah. So, and that's what you can do with this: it's just that you release it out there as a thing, but it can then grow and evolve and continue to grow and evolve. Yeah, and the other thing is, it really fits into the way I work too, because when I'm writing a game, I always create a piece, and then I play it and I look at it and I think, oh, okay. That's good. Yeah. That's good. I partly achieved what I wanted, but I can see if I just change it a bit, I'll make it better. Yeah. So I, I do that when I'm creating it step by step anyway. Right. So it allows me to continue that, basically, yeah. which is good. So the game's out. Football Team Coach is, uh, to, uh, is out uh, on iOS, as we've already yeah. hinted. 
Are you, any plans for any other platforms like Android? Yeah, I'm working on Android. Yeah. 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 I will I will evolve the the iOS game but also uh, develop Android as well. Yeah, because I find a lot of people have Android phones these days way more than they used to be. Uh, yes. But yeah. I, I actually defected to iOS about two two years ago because so I had a, a Samsung S2 and it crashed a lot. But no, not again. But now uh, things are that's more evolved in the Android front. So I think yeah, more level pegging than there used to be and ever before. So yeah, not only that, it's important that there's some competition. Yes, yes, mm. that is very true. Um, although Windows Phone, why? <laughs> Yet to come. Yeah, 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 yet to come. But uh, right. So, Kevin, thank you very, very, very much for your time uh, and taking part in this show. It's been fantastic talking to you, reminiscing on old times, and actually talking about the future as well and the present. Fantastic. I do wish you the very best of luck with the football team coach and your future endeavours, whatever they may be. Thank you. um, Yeah, do do come back on if you've got uh, another game. Do come back on and uh, we'll chat about that one. I will. It was a pleasure. Thanks a lot. And so ends another episode of the Sausage Factory. Do leave us an iTunes review. And you can also, don't forget, listen to us on Stitcher.com. So just go to Stitcher.com and you can stream the show from there. You just look up the Sausage Factory and you can find us. That'd be great. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris O'Regan, no apostrophes. And uh, if you want to email me getting feedback on the show, or actually you're a developer, you listen to the show, and want your game featured on it, please do email me at chris at spong.com. Bye!